Welcome to the Business Behind the Scene podcast with Francesca Moy, where we talk all about real business problems, real solutions, and getting actual results in your business. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number 177 of Business Behind the Scene. As I was mentioned in the last episode, this is phase two. This is a second season of this podcast where we're going to be focusing more about virtual assistant and how to delegate to virtual assistant, how to really step into the CEO shoes of your business. One of the biggest questions that I get is how do you delegate successfully to a virtual assistant? And a lot of people have had virtual assistants in the past and they've tried and they have not succeeded. And sometimes what we notice is that it's a little bit our fault, right? If we don't delegate correctly, if we don't really give in instructions that are clear and we keep changing our mind, our virtual assistants are not going to be able to succeed. And then it's not fair because we set them up for failure. And so for me, it's really important that we always, 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 when something gets done not correctly, I always think about how did I give the wrong instruction? How did how could I have given better instruction? How could I have improved the way that I communicate? How could I have been more clear? And so I always try to think about how can I improve that part of it? Because at the end of the day, um, if we improve, if we are focused and committed to improve, if we're focused and committed to put our hands up when we make a mistake, if we are, um, if we do that, we are first of all most setting an example for the team and for the culture of the business, and then also we we open up the space for them to open up when they are making a mistake, and so for me that's really priceless. So delegation. So how do we do that? How do we delegate to a virtual assistant successfully? And so one of the biggest things that I say is like. Let's just forget about saying the phrase, it's faster if I just do it. Because long term, it will never be faster if you just do it. Because you're always going to be stuck. You're never going to be able to let go of certain tasks. You're never, never going to be able to grow the business. And so for me, it's always faster if I show it so much to someone else. Because even if there's a, a, a task that I usually complete, I'm probably always at least 50% can pass it away to someone else always like at least 50% usually is actually 80% and so if I can pass a 50% of a task that takes me about an hour a week that's already 30 minutes saved and we have to go back to a step a little bit backwards to time management for someone like that master the calendar someone that is really 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 um focused on on following what's in the calendar 30 minutes it's a long time i can get a lot done in 30 minutes if i am someone that i value my time and i create that structure and i follow the structure in my calendar and this is something that i've created in my time management course that i teach people how to create some structure around the calendar and follow it so i work only 24 hours a week and I just don't do anything else in the hours outside those, but on those 24 hours, I am a machine. And I don't move things around, I just show up for the things that are in my calendar and I just get them done. There's always those couple of tasks that are a bit harder than others, like you know, recording a podcast. And so I trick myself into having my virtual assistant with me on Zoom to make me do that because that's the biggest, the hardest thing that I struggle with following in my calendar but everything else it's in my calendar it gets done and so I have learned how to do that and so when people tell me oh Francesca it's just faster if I just do it I say to them no it's not because you've got to think about 
your time is valuable at least $400 an hour. So you have to think about saving even 10 minutes. It's a lot of money for the business. And so we need to think about it in that way. In saying that, at the beginning, we have to, to be able to save time long term, we need to show this task done properly. And so if it's you that you're doing that task at the moment, we need to jump on a Zoom call and we need to do that task together with the virtual assistant. So show them exactly what we do and how we do it. From there, that, record, that Zoom call will be recorded. The virtual assistant will then create a procedure by watching that Zoom call back. And then the next time that the same task needs to be done, then you jump on the call again and your virtual assistant will do that task while you check the procedure. And be like, oh, wait a minute, we forgot that this, you need this bit that is not in the procedure. So let's add it and then you can show them again. And so I will do this process about three, four times until you feel confident that your virtual assistant has got that one task correctly. And if that's the case, it might take you three or four calls on Zoom but then that way you know for sure that the task is delegated properly and you never have to worry about that again. So until this is done, I don't believe that a task is delegated. So for me going on, on a Loom video and say do this and do that and forget about it is not the same as going on Zoom. When you go on Zoom, first of all, you create a, a stronger and better relationship with your virtual assistant. You get to talk to each other a little bit more. You get to understand each other a little bit more. You can ask questions. There is so much more interaction that will happen from a Loom video, right? They can ask questions back and it's so much faster that way. But also, you will be able to edit and, and give each other input as well. Be like, hey, but why do you do it this way? Do you not, have you tried to do this? Have you, have you thought about automation? This? Or, or anything can be improved if you are in live call. And so for me, it's always better if I can to go on a Zoom call. Also, it's way better than writing it down as an instruction on Slack or on a message or on an email because instruction, written instruction, again, they're very cold and, and people can interpret it in different ways. So in a Zoom call, it's always, always easier. Uh, it's important for me to, uh, when I explain this and explain the task, I also need to explain when it needs to be done, how it needs to be done, what is the due date, what is the uh, expectation around this task, do I need to check any part of it? So obviously, if it's a longer project, it's important for me to go, okay, so this is the longer project, I'm going to divide it in three phases and I would love to be in a meeting with you at the end of each phase to make sure that we are on the same page, that you don't spend so much time um, into, into creating some sort of task that it's then not going to be done properly. So it's, for me, it's better that we stop a little bit every phase, every step of the way, so that I can check it. And if I see that we're on the same, on the same page, this is going well, then I can start to reduce that over time. And so sometimes people, when I say this, they're like, oh my gosh, this sounds like it's going to take so much time. I'm like, yeah, it probably will take time at the beginning, but this is going to save you long term, an hour every week. Like, you know what that means for your business? So if you do take an hour still in the, ne in the first month or two that your VA is with you because you're still doing the task with your VA, you've got to remember this is, I'm here in the long term. I don't want to have a virtual assistant for two months. That's not for me important. Yeah, I would, I would want you to have a VA for two months. I would like you to have a VA for 10 years, for 15 years. So if you think about five years, if you think about that, then think about what is one hour a week for the next month nothing right four hours against a lifetime of saving an hour a week priceless so very important that we think about it that way very important that we set this, the, the foundation and very important that we 
meet at the beginning and let them know what you're expecting. Like, let, tell them. Like, I would love at the beginning to, of a relationship to say, hey, never lie to me. I will always support you. I will always have your back. I will always, you're never going to be in trouble with me as long as you're honest with me. As long as you tell me the truth, as long as you will work together on fixing problems and mistakes, because mistakes will happen. What are the chances that we, you and I will make a mistake in the next month? Very highly. So same for the VA. They will make a mistake. That's normal. But what we need to do is that I set the expectation from the beginning with my VAs and I say, hey, any mistake, jump on a Zoom call with me. Let me know. Let me know on Slack. And then we will find a solution together. We will work on a solution together. We will make it happen. It doesn't have to be done by yourself, right? We are here to communicate, to support one another, to make it happen. And so... That is something that is priceless because we're now creating that trust and that bond with a virtual assistant and we're going to be able to do things properly. So I love sharing stuff like this because sometimes we're just expecting virtual assistant to just read our mind and just creating magic, but it's just not happening. It's just not going to be um, useful and we're going to set up the relationship for failure. So for me, um, it's important that we um, help and support the virtual assistants so that we can actually um, be together long term. And so um, one of the things that I suggest to my clients that is very important to create some sort of um, uh, approval structure. So we have that on our Google Drive that we have all the different folders that we put. Okay, this will go in here. And this will be La Francesca to check, so CEO to check, and then when I'm happy with it, I will move it in the approved folder. If I'm not happy with it, I will put it in the edit folder. And so me and my team check that every day so that we can keep shooting things forward. Hopefully this was a very good um, and valuable podcast for you guys. I'll see you into the next episode. Thank you so much and happy 2024. If I haven't said that yet, <laughs> happy 2024 to all of you. Um, we are at the beginning of the year. Let's set this year to uh, success for everybody. Uh, me, you, our virtual assistant and all our clients as well. Thank you so much for being in business. You are so brave. You are amazing. And I look forward to have this journey with you. Um, we have a conference coming up in March in Brisbane. If you haven't checked it out, um, go and check it out now because in the month of January, if you're listening to that now, we have an early bird. And so go and check it out because it's absolutely incredible. Two days face-to-face -face in Brisbane. The link is going to be in the description of this podcast. So go and check it out and get your ticket now. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this amazing podcast. Now, if you enjoy this, you're definitely going to love my Facebook group where I've got over 11,000 people in it and they're all business owners successful like you. It's called the Successful Entrepreneur Lounge and in there are the classes every week and I get to interview my clients and I get to teach you all the things that I've done to get my business to 100k plus a month. So I look forward to have you in there. It's called the Successful Entrepreneur Lounge Facebook group in Facebook. I look forward to see you there. Yeah.